Oh gosh, I'm live and I was just having a sip of beer. You know what that means, guys? It's Monday night. But you already knew that, didn't you? Yes, indeed. Monday, Monday, Monday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge of it. It's going to be that kind of a pod tonight. Are you excited? I am. Whew. Hey, I'm just finishing, uh, finishing up this uh, little green bottled beauty. And you'll notice what I'm doing with it. Mmm. Just sipping right out of the bottle. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm drinking a steam whistle from one of its uh, delightfully heavy green glass bottles. Very nostalgic. Hey, buddy. Uh, Very nostalgic drinking steamies right out of the bottle. Uh, Takes me back to some very nice memories. And, you know, I know it's the exact same beer, but it does feel and taste a little different somehow, just sipping it right out of the bottle as opposed to the can. You heard it first here. And, hey, if you've read your Spent Grains zine, which I know I promote every time, so hopefully you have, you know how I feel about bottles. That said, man, I really... Thought I was going to finish that bottle on that mouthful, and I missed a little bit. Hang on one second. Would have looked so cool if I'd stuck the landing on that. Uh, that said, it did occur to me as I was opening the first one and every subsequent one, uh, it's going to be annoying taking these back to the beer store. <laughs> Gosh, that is one advantage to cans. But I digress. We're not here to talk about bottles and cans and clap your hands and just clap your hands. We're here to drink beer. And I was just drinking a beer, but now I'm going to drink a different beer. And uh, nothing against Steam Whistle. I obviously like it. I buy it and drink it. I think it's a tasty beer. Um, But this one that I'm going to drink now, it's extra special. Incidentally, also in a glass bottle. So that's kind of nice. But this in this beautiful, understated black and gold label. This is a special, special something from Friends of the Pod, Godspeed Brewery. Have you heard about this one? It's Kintsugi. Now, what, you may ask, is Kintsugi? It is the Japanese art of repairing broken pottery using a lacquer mixed with gold dust. The idea is rather than fixing it so perfectly that you can't tell that it was broken, you use a lacquer with gold dust in it to create these gold veins along the brakes to draw attention to the brakes. The idea being that scars tell stories. They're part of the story of that piece. So Kintsugi is this wonderfully romantic idea. Things break and we fix them and we we celebrate their repair, but knowing that they've been broken and that that's an okay thing. In fact, it's a beautiful thing. And if you've been broken and have been healed, that's a beautiful thing, too. That's the that's the heartwarming message. This beer, though. Well, I mean, it does have a bowl that's got gold veining on it, so the image shows that they know what they're talking about, which you would expect. But this beer, 
I've kind of even lost track. It's like a hodgepodge of uh, Godspeed beers that were mixed together and barrel aged in, I know, at least a cider barrel and some other stuff, possibly. It's like a Frankenstein monster beer. I have literally no idea what I'm getting myself into here. I mean, I've read about it, but I certainly haven't had it. I don't have a mental picture what it's going to be like. I'm just going to have a go at it. I expect it's going to be wildly complicated. It's surely going to taste nice because Bim wouldn't let it out into the world if it was terrible. But it might be challenging. It might be complicated beyond belief. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably going to be more complicated than the steam whistle I was just drinking. Again, not a knock against steam whistle, but it's a Pilsner. It does what it says on the... I was going to say can, in this case a bottle. Uh, now this does have... Um, oh, actually, I just noticed a very attractive... They've got this little labely guy that goes over the cap. It says Godspeed Brewery on the sides, and it's got the little sailboat on the top. Very nice little attention to detail. They know what they're doing at Godspeed. Here we go, right? Can you hear the bottle opener getting ready? Here we go. Okay. Yes, the little stickery guy is delightful to look at, but a little annoying now that I have to take the cap off and it's stuck to it. But it is beautiful. And I'm going to take that and take the cap off of it and then stick this on my beer fridge. Like that. Glad you guys got to be part of that. Uh, <laughs> and I've got a very fancy glass because this is a very fancy beer. So uh, got that on both cameras. Oh, the color already is interesting. It's slightly orange. Slightly orange. Uh, hazy, but not chunky, but certainly not clear. It's, it's, it's opaque. Yeah. Orange, almost coppery in the middle. Okay. Well, holy moly. I just smelled it. Cheeky. Didn't tell you I was going to do it. I'm about to do it again. Oh my gosh. So there's peaches. And uh, white wine, like minerally gooseberry, sort of a Sauve Blanc, maybe in North Island, New Zealand, if we're being specific. Apples and apple cider, oak from the barrels. Uh, one of my favorites to refer to, sweet tarts. You remember sweet tarts? Got a bit of sweet tart in there. Um, I mean, Brett Nemesis, um, that's probably hitting is it Brett C that does a lot of cherry, sort of cherry pie. Again, sweet tarts, they kind of tie together. Yeah, the Brett also, there's a touch of funk, like some barnyard. Uh, there's white pepper. I'm assuming that's yeast related. Oh, maybe um, something orangey, but it's almost like it's almost like candy orange, not candied orange, 
but like orange candies. I don't really know any orange candies off the top of my head, but if you could picture a candy like you remember those little strawberry hard candies that came in the little strawberry looking wrapper and then it have the little kind of gummy middle. Could you imagine if you got one of those, but instead of being strawberry flavored, it was orange flavored. That's what that smells like. Hmm, there's a um, like a rum almost boozy quality could be sugar, actually, now that I say that. Sort of like some not quite dark brown sugar, but brown sugary. A little irony, molassesy kind of. Okay, I'm gonna drink it because this is all just smell right now. There's a lot going on, just by the by. Oh, also some tea. Anyway, I'm gonna drink it now. Mmm. Now, I went a little heavy-handed on that mouthful, so I'm going to have another. It's very sour. Maybe not very. It's more sour than I was expecting it to be. It's akin to a cider, actually. Anyway, smaller sips is what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it's acetic. Not in a bad way. So, um, very cidery on the on the palate, uh, which again I'm pretty sure it was aged in cider barrels, at least some of it for some of the time. In addition to, yeah, acetic with like bread, which always kind of throws me a little bit, gets a weird thing on your um, in your cheeks that can get very confusing, hard to uh, disentangle what's doing what in that case. Um, but, uh, think, uh, like, um, apple skin as well as a little bit of cooked apple. And then what's interesting is the tartness doesn't really show like the way that you would think like a granny Smith apple is a very tart apple. The tartness isn't really super related to the apple flavor. Pardon me. The tartness is from it being a sour beer. And there's also apple qualities. It's interesting because um, the Venice quality that I get on the nose quite a bit um, is all but gone on the palate. Mm. That's not entirely true. You just really have to look for it. It is still there. White grape. Uh, again, soft Blanc. I was going to say, you can't really smell minerality. I think I was letting my brain run away with itself there, but you kind of can. Um, so I'm going to stick with it that I could smell that. Um, not getting so much mineral quality off of that, but again, there's quite a bit of acidity. Um, and often there are tastes associated with minerality, but it's predominantly a sensation thing more than anything. Um, being, I mean, for lack of a better word, a little chalky. Um, don't really get that off this. Predominant... Um, when you think about sort of what it's doing in your mouth versus what it's doing in your nose, the main thing it's doing in my mouth is sour. Um, again, not crazy sour, but it's quite a, quite a sour beer. Mm. By the way, cherries, still a lot of cherries, uh, less like sweet tarts here. This is more like uh, cherry pie filling. Uh, I said apples, apple skins. Um, sort of underripe strawberry. Um, so not that like deep 
sweet, uh, sort of leafy, earthy strawberry, but more, again, like a tart. Um, the takeaway here, just in case you've missed it, is that it's quite sour. Um, but very interesting. This is a wild beer, actually, <laughs> literally and figuratively. Uh, like, let me have another sip. Yeah, tannic. The the apples kick off a lot of a tannic quality, which, again, I say the apples, there isn't apples in here. It was aged in cider barrels. Uh, let's look it up. I feel like there might be a Chame, which is the IPA. Some of that... Um, uh, some of that quality of the tannicness... Um, could be from the hops, uh, not just from the, uh, the apple kind of thing. Um, but I'm not sure. Oh, oh, not what I was expecting. <laughs> I just searched, uh, the beer and my video is already the top. YouTube video. It's it's happening right now. It's it's live right now. That's hilarious. Uh, let's look here. I wanted the Godspeed website anyway. It was the point. Uh, there it is. Yeah, they say Kintsugi 1. Incidentally, there's going to be more Mega Blend. Uh, I just need to move my browser slightly. Barrel-aged Mega Blend of Godspeed's three original flagship beers. Ochame, Otsukarasama, which I never am able to say, and Yuzu. Oh, that's interesting. Remember I was saying the candied orange? It's Yuzu. 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 Mmm. Pardon me. I was completely wrong about this. It has West Avenue pressed apple juice. It actually does have... This is a mixed fermentation. Um, like, a, 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 it's mixed wine and... Or not wine, cider and, uh, and beer. And a mixed fermentation saison. After spending three years in an array of expressive Chardonnay, I was getting Sauve Blanc, but I'll give you Chardonnay, and West Avenue Heritage Funk Cider Barrels, this blended ale matured for an additional year in stainless steel before conditioning in bottles for five months. That explains a lot. And, um, yeah, that's, that explains a lot. It does actually have apple juice in it. I was amazed how much apple this got off of the barrel, thinking it had just come from the barrel. It's uh, So this is technically a, 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 a hybrid. It's a beer-cider hybrid. Uh, is, is that a Sizer? C-Y-S-E-R? I'm really digging into my BJCP reading here that I haven't read in a long time. Um, anyway. Also... The three flagships and a mixed fermentation saison. Mixed fermentation, by the way, that means we're using Saccharomyces yeast, probably. Well, actually, to, to be honest, on Godspeed, it's probably um, uh, Escarpment Labs, and I would guess Old World, because that's a mix of a Saccharomyces, which is like a yeast yeast, and uh, Brettanomyces. Um, that's what they mean by mixed fermentation. There might be some Pediococcus in there, too. Don't know. But uh, it's got an array of. Uh, of, of yeast influence. Now, what's interesting, that means that the 
apple juice would ferment based on whatever was in the beer, all of those would have still had yeast in them. But that Cezanne was probably the, the one in the driver's seat, especially after a while, the Brett. Um, and, and, and then also whatever was in, well, the Heritage Funk Barrel. The Chardonnay Barrel wouldn't have... Oh, look, it's Rob. How you going, Rob Moore? Um, I say that, he's there and he's gone. Um, the Chardonnay Barrel might have had some yeast in it, uh, but uh, wine barrels tend to be clean. Uh, they don't tend to have funky things in them unless you've intentionally inoculated them with something. On the other hand, the West Avenue Heritage Funk w would be full of bugs in the best possible way. So that also would have driven some bretonomyces. Not sure what, um, but that's uh, where some of that cherry quality is coming from, to be sure. Mm. And now I do wonder if some of that tannic bite, uh, some of it is definitely the apple, the apple juice. Um, just also... As an aside, West Avenue pressed apple juice, uh, those are cider apples. These are apples that are very bitter and starchy. They're not nice to eat. Like if you take a bite out of a cider apple, you tend to spit it out. Um, they're not good eating apples. They're not. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they have a ton of residual sugar in them, but a lot of it's locked up in in um, in starch form. Is that right? Hmm. I'm getting a little out of my depth here. I just know cider apples aren't great eating apples. Um, they tend to be uh, more tannic and bitter, uh, but they make really nice cider. But that's what they've used. This isn't like apple juice. It is the juice of apples, but it's a very specific type of apple. So you get some tannic quality from that 100%. Also, um, there would be a lot of skin quality in it. These are whole pressed apples. Um, so you get the, the tannic quality of the skin, but I'm wondering if some of it is Ochame has green tea in it. Um, I picked up some black tea on the nose right at the end, just before I started drinking it. I haven't got too much of a tea quality necessarily to it. Um, but there is a definite earthy tannic quality, which could also be, uh, from the Ochame. Although that said the age of it being like four years old, basically, I don't know how much I, I don't know what green tea does over time, if it would still be kicking around or if it would have broken down. But. Oh, what was that? Hang on. Mm, mm -hmm. It was the cherries. OK, time to recap. Quite sour, lovely. Tannic and apple-y with a lot of apple skin. Underripe strawberries and a bit of white wine, for sure. Uh, cherry pie filling, 100%. Quite tart. Um, like if it was made with nice, like, Morello cherries. Beautiful. Um, yeah, uh, an earthy, assertive tannic dryness, which is partially from the apples without a doubt, but could also be partially from... Uh, the uh, Ochame, the green tea, um, an orangey quality, again, a bit like orange candy, which I'm realizing is almost certainly from the yuzu, uh, which is a, a Japanese citrus fruit that's used in uh, uh, pale ale? Saison. It's a saison. I think yuzu is a saison with, uh, it's, it's been a while since I've ordered it, uh, with yuzu in it. 
Um, some Brettanomyces, which again, some of that's going to be the cherry. There is also a bit of a barnyardy kind of funk coming off of it. Um, and a bit of saison yeast. Actually, I haven't mentioned that. I mentioned it in the smell. I got some pepper. It's there. It's just obviously there's a lot going on with this beer. So you really have to go digging. Apples and cherries is the big takeaway. Really nice. Interesting. Oh, did I mention there's a lot of oak from the barrels? as you'd expect. It's quite oaky in a nice way. Yeah, in a really nice way. I feel like I'm, I feel like this beer is like I'm cycling. Initially, my first sip kind of caught me off guard and then I really had a great sip. And then I had one or two where I was like, oh, I think there was too much stuff going on. And I was I felt like I was kind of chasing my tail a little bit, but I'm settling in with this now. Oh, and it is a little peachy as well. Which could be the the wine, could be related to the, the Chardonnay. I think. It's a weird, interesting beer. It's a good sharing bottle. The bottle itself, if you're uh, not watching the video, 500 mils. It's not huge, but it's not small. It is only 6% alcohol. It's not a massive alcohol beer. But uh, uh, I've only poured... Oh, wait, that's the label. Yeah, a little over half of the bottle. I'm looking forward to having the other half, I'll tell you that. But uh, you could share that with somebody very nicely. And perhaps you'd want to have something to eat while you shared it, and I wouldn't blame you for that. Let me just have a sip. Hang on. Mm. I'm just noticing my Instagram camera is not really well framed. I'm sort of in the middle of the frame. My apologies, that's minutely better. Uh, what are we going to eat with this? Well, um, honestly, cheese and charcuterie board. Um, especially if you're getting good charcuterie, like some nice, dank, funky salamis and stuff. Um, you want you want some funk on whatever you're eating. Same with the cheese. Um, fatty is going to work well here. You could it would it would handle a, a, a really rich brie, especially again, if the brie was maybe unpasteurized with a little bit of, of a, a, a kind of funky pop. Alternatively, a very dank, you know, cloth bound cheddar would work. You know, a big beamster would go really well. All of that would go <laughs> really well. Um, you could just sit and have a nice quiet night in with somebody that you want to spend some time drinking and eating with. Eat some nice cheeses. Again, if you're into the the meats, you could have a bit of charcuterie. That would work all right. Um, alternatively, hmm. Alternatively, something that you would tend to think of in sort of like the fall fair kind of an F-A-R-E, not F-A-I-R. Um, some sort of a pie. Um, actually, I wonder. Can't tell you the last time I actually ate tortier because um, I don't eat meat. Um, could work really well with tortier. Quite a rich, um, spicy, not in the chili way, but in the spices way. Um, you know, beef pie. Or maybe not so much like a chicken pie, 
but yeah, like uh, a nice spicy uh, beef or pork pie. Um, that could work really well. If you want to go veggie, you could do something interesting with mushrooms here. Hmm. The acidity... So the temptation with the mushrooms is you go with kind of a creamy gravy that they're in. And I just worry about that acidity. That that's maybe not going to gel the best. But if you went sort of a different route and maybe went more with like a, like a liquid jus is what it would come down to, basically. It wouldn't be as classic of a pie in that, you know, pies often have a fairly gravy, creamy kind of filling. Actually, it would be more like in, in the idea of like a tortier, um, but with like nice mushrooms... And actually, for that matter, actually, uh, I have this pretty cool, I have a ton of cookbooks. I like to look at cookbooks. I don't necessarily like to use them as instructions, um, but I like to look at cookbooks and often will um, use a recipe idea. Um, but in, in this one particular case, wonderful, uh, cookbook a friend of mine gave me years ago, um, by a Kiwi, uh, uh, chef, never heard of the guy before, but great book. And, uh, one of the recipes is for this, uh, polenta, it's a baked polenta mushroom. He doesn't call it a tart and it's certainly not a tart, but you basically, you make polenta into like discs, like two or three sort of pancakes almost of polenta, let it harden, like cool and harden. Then you do a mixture of sauteed mushrooms and kale. And then you, if you want it to be, if you're okay with it not being vegan, um, you crumble in some blue cheese and some sage and then you kind of stack it a bit like a cake and then you bake it and then you cut it in slices and it's a really nice warming delicious meal and especially with the addition of the blue cheese could work really well with this beer sorry i can't tell you uh, much about the recipe what i just told you if you're me you can replicate that if you're not <laughs> I don't know. Slide into my DMs and I'll look up the recipe for you, or at least enough of it. Maybe the guy's name. I think his name is Peter Gordon. Anyway, you can look it up. Uh, that's what we're eating with this. It's mellowing out a bit as it's warming, too, which is weird. Normally they get hotter when they warm. Hmm. Good evening, my darling love. Um, that's what we got. That's a heck of a beer. Available right now at Godspeed Brewery. You can order online. They deliver. It's great. Um, interesting. You know, this was obviously three years in barrel. The better part of another year in stainless, just mellowing. This is a beer that will age. It's only 6%, but because it's a mixed fermentation anyway, it doesn't almost really matter what the percentage is at this point. There's live bugs in there. They're going to work a bit, then they're going to kick out but it's not going to get infected or anything like they'll maintain the environment nicely 
I just got something kind of raisiny, or more like, uh, you know, the yellow, like, what are the yellow raisins? Are those sultanas? No, sultanas are dark. I like the yellow raisins. Hmm. Yeah, not like a dark dried fruit, but... Oh, and a little bit of that kind of brown sugary rummy quality I talked about in the aroma. This beer just keeps on giving. Um, what was I saying? You can get it at Godspeed. Oh, I was saying you could you could get a couple. Um, again, they're a little spendy, but uh, certainly a beer that would age well. Uh, or, I assume, probably won't age badly. Um, could be interesting to see what happens in a year or two. I assure you Godspeed's aging some of them, so, you know, even if you miss that boat, it'll be more spendy because you'll be paying them for the space it took up in their fridge, but you'll, you know, probably be able to get some. Very cool beer. Available at Godspeed right now, probably nowhere else. Um, but seriously, just go to Godspeed or order or both. Frequently, in fact. Uh, <laughs> That's what we got. I'm going to have a sip and then think if we need to have a PSA. I have one. It's a it's an easy one, though. Don't worry. Mm-mm-mm. It's a good beer. Uh, PSA, don't forget to do your shopping for the holiday season. Got to do it early, especially if you're doing it online. It is now the 6th. You have 19 shopping days, as they like to say, until Christmas, if that's when you like to give your gifts. Uh, if you're less... Uh, fixated on the day. I don't know how many days you have, but the holiday season's coming. Um, presents, you got to make sure you're getting. The other thing is the LCBO is warning they are going to have shortages, especially of, I think they said like mainline products, which is like weird. <laughs> the ones from the giant conglomerates that make millions of liters of product a year are the ones we're going to be short of. But anyway, you're planning your Christmas party, holiday party, whatever it is, make sure you get your booze. Consider uh, ordering online. Uh, LCBO also does online ordering. And I think it's a bit higher. It's like 100 or 150 bucks before you hit free shipping. But if you're buying for a party, uh, you'll, you'll know that you're getting what you ordered. Like, you're not going to get stocked out. Um, and you'll probably be ordering enough to qualify for free shipping anyway. So that's what I would do. Order from the LCBO. Uh, but make sure you get that in sooner than later. I'm wagging my finger at my Instagram machine. Not so much. I don't even have my camera open on my YouTube machine. There it is. Wag my finger at you too. Get your shopping done early. Even if you're always a procrastinator like some people I know. Get your shopping done early. Because you don't want to miss out. And, uh, and as always, but especially this year, think about buying local if you can, support small businesses in your neighborhood, very important. Um, go bricks and mortar when you can, that's a good policy. Also consider buying used. I'm not going to say who, but at least one person in our house is getting a used gift this year. And that's fine. It's great. We don't need to make more new stuff if there's old stuff that's equally good waiting for love and use. So uh, consider buying used. You know, I buy almost all my clothes used. And I go to Value Village. It's great. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I go, I don't buy anything. Other times, see this shirt? 
The shirt's from Value Village. The pants I'm wearing, also from Value Village. I think that some total of the clothing I'm wearing right now is probably about $14. It's pretty good. The shirt's Lululemon, man. It's nice. Buy your stuff used. You heard it first here. Ah, you didn't hear it. If this is the first time somebody told you to buy your stuff used, you're running in the wrong circles. Anyway, uh, that's what we got. That's the show for tonight. Uh, I'll be back next week. I was tempted to do the beer I'm doing next week today, so I already have it. But because I did uh, Godspeed's, uh, not Godspeed's, Amsterdam's Double Tempest last week, this is also an Amsterdam beer. So I thought, oh, I'll give them a week off, do the Godspeed one now, and then I'll do that next week. It's a saison. Pretty excited. Also, quick little note. Hey, happy birthday to Miss Mary Beth Keefe brewmaster at the granite brewery and fantastic person all around uh we had some beers on uh saturday night uh nice little group of people having a little celebration over at bar hop on danforth very nice evening had a couple of beers real crackers all of them especially one i can't even remember who made it was it badlands it was a really good ipa i had it twice it was that good um, yeah, I had a couple of really nice beers though. But anyway, Mary Beth, 40. Welcome to the club. 40's great. Uh, so happy birthday to Mary Beth. Uh, friend of the pod, obviously. Been a guest, I think more than once, at least once. Uh, anyway, uh, so have a very happy birthday week now. I know her actual birthday is now physically passed, but I like to stretch out celebrations for a good seven days. So she's still celebrating in my books. If you see her, say happy birthday. Uh, other than that, meet me back here in seven days. We'll drink another beer. It's going to be a Saison. Yes. I do love a good Saison. And uh, pick up some of this Kintsugi from Godspeed. Uh, I'd say it's worth the trip. It's just worth the trip going to Godspeed. Getting this beer, just a bonus. It's just a bonus. Night. <laughs>